Welcome to this First Lutheran Church podcast, produced by First Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America who are seeking to embrace love's adventure together. In this Canoeing the Mountains podcast series, Jen Watson, our deacon intern, talks with me, Pastor Michael Miller, about Todd Bolsinger's book, Canoeing the Mountains. These brief conversations will introduce key themes of the book in preparation for an in-depth study starting later in fall 2023. We're glad you've joined us, and I hope to continue the conversation with you. Hello, everyone. If you are joining us for part three and you have heard the other two parts, welcome back. If you have not listened in on the other two parts, that is the start of the book that we have been talking about, Canoeing the Mountains by Todd Bolsinger. Um, We are here with Pastor Michael, who's going to be talking to us today more about this next part in adaptive leadership. Welcome, Pastor Michael. Thank you, Jen. It's good to be back. So for today, um, we kind of talked about adaptive leadership in the church today, what that looks like, and how it's different from another type of leadership, which we will be calling directional leadership. Um, And can you tell us a little bit about the differences between the two of those? So I'd start by going back to the, the very first theme that we talked about here, which was that the world in front of you is nothing like the world behind you. Um, so two different realities. Um, the world behind us is one that we know because we've experienced it. And so a directional leadership fits that where you, where you have, um, technical skills, where you have experience and you know, you know what to do. And so you lead out of that, um, out of that confidence. When the world in front of you is a new reality, that you don't know yet, you need to discover that reality. You need to, to learn a lot before you know how to move forward. And so adaptive leadership is, uh, it is describing that learning process um, that involves some letting go of what you've known in the past because it doesn't fit the new reality, uh, and that can be painful. Um, but move, moving forward... Uh, in, involves that letting go and, and learning and uh, the adventure of, of continuing to, to move ahead. Right. And it's a hard time. It's not easy to adapt to a new change. Um, one of the things that Todd said in the book that, that I laughed at but then realized probably is pretty accurate. And he said that as long as we are able to disappoint people at a rate they can handle, then that is an acceptable reality. Because ultimately, we can't make everybody happy. People are going to be disappointed with some changes along the way. But yet, we also know that if we do it at a rate where they can handle and that there's trust there, that there's relationships already in place, that they know the leadership is doing it for the best of the people involved, then hopefully it's something that they will eventually be able to live into. Mm-hmm. And I know we had talked about a model that the church had had in the past for services, um, different times than what we know today. Can you talk a little bit about how Todd's model here fits into something that first experienced a year or two ago with uh, service times changing? Yeah, I think it was a good example of of adaptive leadership and learning. Um, 
we had experienced uh, post-pandemic, we had attempted to uh, organize Sunday morning so that we had an 8 o'clock service, uh, education time in the middle, and and then a 10-15 service. Um, the goal was that we would engage the whole congregation in worship and um, learning or, or Christian formation during that time in between. Um, but it didn't work, at least for families. Uh, young families didn't come back. Uh, they didn't have their children in Sunday school. Our Sunday school numbers were almost to nothing. Uh, but families weren't also engaged in worship. So we said, we can't continue that way. What's what's going on here? What, what do we need to do differently? And rather than guessing at that uh, or trying quickly to fix that, problem, we, um, we gathered people together and we engaged a conversation that invited everybody to listen to each other well, to hear the different needs across uh, ages and uh, experiences uh, across the demographics of our congregation. Um, we invited them to hear their, their hopes and their dreams. Uh, and in that listening, then we invited the, the group together to, to ask what's going to be best for our whole community. And out of that, we, we came up with a plan, and, and we set that up as an experiment for the fall uh, and then planned other learning or listening times where people could come together and uh, talk together about what, what was happening, what they were experiencing, and uh, make a decision about how we would go forward beyond that fall experiment. Um, and, it, and it turned out to be healthy. People came to that. They listened well. Um, they did ask the question, what is best for our, our whole community? And sometimes there were people who changed their minds. Um, and so that, that was a good learning process, and uh, it didn't solve everything. Um, we have, a, and, and adaptive leadership talks about this, there, there are competing values that you need to navigate then uh, when you're making changes and moving into a, a future that you haven't experienced before. Um, when, when those values come into competition with each other, then how do you make a choice? Um, that's not easy. You need to let go of some things. You need to do experiments. Um, learn from those experiments and, and continue to move forward. Um, kind of like how maybe at one time that model of Sunday school between services worked, and now because of changes in life and society and schedules, that model no longer worked. Mm -hmm. And so it was looking at what worked. And it was, as you said, talking to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. And most specifically, the people that it would affect. And it sounds like, based on numbers, um, if we're looking at just that in particular, your Sunday school numbers have increased mm -hmm. since the old model. Is that correct? That's true. It's true, and at the same time, uh, the world has changed and is continuing to change, so it doesn't look like Sunday school here in the late 1960s when this whole education wing was filled with children. Uh, so if you make that comparison, it looks like we're failing, but um, we're not living in that world anymore, so we need to discover what this world looks like and how do we uh, strengthen Christian formation in families uh, in 2023. That's the new world, the new reality. Absolutely. Not just for first, but for churches all over the United States. Right. I think if you talk to, and not even just Lutheran churches, 
Presbyterian, even, you know, Episcopalian. Um, I have a priest friend who, who talks about the same thing. So this is, this is something that is an ongoing new reality in church across, well, at least the United States I can speak to. I don't sure. know outside of that context. But the other thing we've been talking about is leadership, relationship, truth, this was a good example of, of looking at a truth of the church of what worked before with Sunday school and how it wasn't. Um, the wellness, we've talked about how you have to have, you know, healthy leadership, um, healthy staff in order for there to be um, good wellness within the congregation. And all of these themes I'm hearing come out of what Eric Law would call holy currencies. Mm -hmm. Another book that our stewardship board has been reading, we have a committee that's been working on that um, to help implement our open table model here at FIRST, which is a table that kind of has members circling and walking alongside a, a youth to help them in their life. Um, can you talk a little bit about the holy currencies model that sometimes FIRST was even using before we had a name for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric Law speaks about these these different currencies that flow through a, a community that is uh, both missionally focused, um, centered on their purpose, uh, and sustainable. Uh, and when all these themes that you've been naming, wellness, truth, gracious leadership, uh, relationship, money, time and place, when those are all functioning in conjunction with each other, then a, a congregation is... Uh, is healthy in living more deeply into its purpose. Um, so I think that that understanding helps to to serve this adaptive leadership idea that we've been talking about here today. Um, you need to you need to stay rooted in your in your core values, which we talked about in our last episode. Um, those are those are the the values that are core to who we are. And as we keep um, keep developing new creative strategies to live into the to the world that we live in today, uh, we need to rely on uh, new learning together. Um, and those themes of the holy currencies uh, also give us a, a framework to th to think about um, where we give our attention as we're as we're learning and as we're creating strategies that will be effective and, and helpful as we move forward. One last thing um, before we end today, you had talked about the different people and the different voices that you spoke to in order to make a change in a church, whatever the change may be. And I just want to speak about that a little bit more, um, specifically with a term that was brought up in our book, Canoeing the Mountains, called Getting Up on the Balcony. And by um, protecting our minority voices, by making sure you can hear everybody's point of view. Mm -hmm. um, can you speak a little bit more to that when we talk about trying to get um, a perspective from everyone in order to make the right decision for mm -hmm. the whole? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that image of getting up on the balcony is, is of getting perspective to see the whole picture. Um, and one of the pieces that we often miss are, are the, are the people, you know, the voices that aren't heard or the people that aren't, aren't seen. So when we were trying to make a decision about Sunday morning, for example, um, we had been missing the young families. And so it was important as we, as we pulled people together to have that conversation that we were intentional about inviting, 
younger families into that conversation so that their voices would be heard. Otherwise, we're making decisions for people uh, and not really including them. And if we don't include them in the conversation, then we aren't learning what what matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not hearing their needs. We're not hearing their desires. We're not really understanding uh, what what reality they're living in. And that's the whole point of this, is that we're moving into a space right now as a congregation and as a, a society where it doesn't look like it did. It's a new reality, and we need to discover what that reality is, understand it well in order to be able to live out our purpose effectively. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that big word there, intentional, this is a process that takes work. This is a process that you know, you can't just do what you've done in the past. You really have to think and work hard and be intentional about the process itself. Mm-hmm. So thank you for naming that. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for um, helping us along in this uh, reading journey of Canoeing the Mountains. If um, any of this is of interest to you and, and you want to learn more, Pastor Michael will be starting a book study on Canoeing the Mountains written by Todd Balsinger um, sometime in October. So make sure to watch out for that information coming to you soon. Thank you, Pastor Michael. Thank you once again, Jen. Appreciate it very much. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. First Lutheran Church is learning to become genuinely inclusive, thoroughly engaged, externally focused, and relationally centered as we seek to live intentionally like Christ in the world. Embrace the adventure with us. You can find out more about us on our website at flcj.org. We welcome your questions and comments, which can be shared through our contact page. We're also active on Facebook and Instagram.